We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's literally salt in an open wound. Exactly. When all Nikita's thinking about is how much he loves salt on his favorite pasta dish. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, dog, you don't like... It's you're not thinking about it yeah. in the right context, yeah. right? It's not spaghetti. It, this is a gaping wound in my leg. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast, a show dedicated to talking about all the progress things in life, like music, content creation, and video games. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jesse Kazam. And I'm Cookies and Cream. Mm. Is that a milkshake or is that just like protein? Just, oh, it, the no, Fair Life Cookies and Cream milk? My, yeah, my wife just bought her home. I was like, want well, to try this? And I drank it and was like, this is fucking amazing. She's like, nah, nah, nah. I'm like, okay, I'll give it to me. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Fairlife's good. Their chocolate milk's good. Dude, I, I like developed lactose intolerance when I was like 24. Um, So like having Fairlife milk is actually unbelievable. Yeah. Because it's like, it's better than regular milk. Lactose free, but it's better. It like lasts like a fucking month and a half. Yeah, <laughs> like it doesn't go bad. Yeah, as quickly as uh, you know, just like a quart of milk or whatever the fuck you buy. Yeah. Um, and it like tastes good. So, yep. Hashtag sponsored by Fairlife Milk. Fairlife, hit us up. Go to fairlife.com slash. This is definitely the podcast sponsor, <laughs> and to get slash exactly zero percent. Yeah. One lucky person <laughs> will get a thousand bottles of Fairlife uh, cookies and cream. One lucky person, and it's me. but it has to be kept secret. <laughs> we we yeah. Anyway, what's up? <laughs> That's the start of the podcast. It's probably the best start we've had to a podcast. <laughs> I think. I think ever, dude. I just. The first 20 minutes of the stream today was me playing chess, staring at my laptop, watching the last 30 minutes of the last episode of 1899. Bro! Have you seen the whole yes. season? Yes! Dude! Dude, they're so good. They're so good. It's the same people that made Dark, and they're just, they're so good at what they do. It's insane. I, like, I loved Dark, arguably one of my favorite series of all time. And even watching Dark... At no point was I standing there like mouth agape, like no way. Yeah. And that this happened for me. Dude. 1899. Very good. Yeah. 
Yeah. Very good. Oh, so fucking dude. It's like it, it, it gives me vibes and we're not going to spoil anything. Yeah. 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 It's new enough. It's that new enough. Actually, yeah. Yeah. It's not like fucking Star Wars episode one, the Avatar menace or whatever. Um, yeah. You had to have been here before the podcast started to understand that mashup. Yep. Um, <laughs> it it gives me like dark meets Westworld. Yeah. Meets, meets Black Mirror. It's yep. so good. It's really it's good. So good, dude. You should watch Netflix released an hour long the making of. It was all the behind the scenes and stuff like that. Shut it's up. really cool. They used the, uh, I think the Mandalorian was one of the only other shows to use it, but they used, because uh, they're filming during COVID, so they couldn't go on location. So they used the LED walls. Have you seen this? It's called like volume. They build everything in Unreal Engine like 5. Domes? And uh, it's a 270 degree LED wall. And then there's like some roof panels, but it's not like a dome. They just, it's like a roof. And they talk a lot about that technology and how they build the worlds and how they like what it's good at, what it's not good at. Like, dude, it, it's sick. It's really Damn. cool. I, you, I wouldn't have known that at all. Exactly. Actually. Isn't that insane? Because like, and like they, they talk with the actors and the actors are like, it's so sick. Like it's so good. Cause it's like so a, much more immersive than just yeah. like fucking being Imagine, surrounded Imagine, you know, if you, you of, yeah. stand, you're standing on the edge, you know, you've got your arm on the resting out and you're supposed to be like looking out at the ocean wond- wondrously. And you're just like yeah, 18 inches like from a, a green screen. But, a 19 foot like Gundam or yeah. whatever. And you're supposed to be like, oh, I'm scared. But of they're, like, I- they're like, they're like, they're like sometimes it tricks you that it's being real. So one in the thing, one of the actors said that some people got seasick looking oh, yeah. because like it's so realistic, like it's yeah. crazy, and they build all that stuff in Unreal, and uh, they did that for the Mandalorian, and they did it for this, and dude, it was sick. So I, I just was watching the making of. I didn't finish it, but I was watching the making of last night. Yeah, it was a great show. I really like 1899. Yeah, no, I'm, I can't wait. Do we know when the next season? I don't know. I don't even know if it was greenlit. I think it was. It, of course it was oh, greenlit. Well, of course, but. This better get like a bajillion. Actually, was Dark like hugely critically acclaimed popular or was it like. No, it cult. Uh, Dark was more like cult following. Oh, it had to have been just because it was like German. Yeah, it, it's not going to get the same. And this is the same being in so many different languages. I don't think it's going to be as popular as, you know, Stranger Things. But I do think it, it'll be popular enough to get more seasons. Yeah, they haven't. They haven't greenlit it yet as of eight days ago at least um it's so weird like i the the one criticism i will give is some of the voice acting like the english voiceovers were pretty bad oh that's because you watch them which is terrible watch it in the original language with the subtitles on see i didn't even like it didn't even occur to me because so many people actually are speaking English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was kind of like, you know, I'm usually in bed playing chess, half, you know, paying attention. So yeah. it took me a couple episodes before I realized that, like, oh, these people aren't aren't the actors. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it just so happened I was paying attention when like the yeah. people speaking English were speaking English. Um, so, but yeah, there's just a couple of moments yeah. where you know you see someone like looking at the you know scariest thing they've ever seen, and the voice is like. Yeah, I'm so scared, you know. And it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Come, Come on, on now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and it just it just like auto selected English. Really? Like, it never gave me the option. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if that's something like it defaults to your last selection. Yeah, probably because like you were saying, you watch dark that way, so it probably just like auto defaults into it because, yeah. So, so I'm assuming that it's like 
German and French probably are the two. Yeah, there's German, there's French, there's Cantonese, there's Polish, there's Spanish. Um, Who speaks Spanish? The the two brothers, the like priest brother and his those guys. I don't think they're brothers. No, but no spoilers. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's not really a big spoiler, but uh, that, I was in the say, very I first think... episode, they say they're brothers. Like, I hope they're not brothers. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, they speak Spanish. Ah, uh, that makes sense. But yeah, it was it was really cool. Oh, yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm I just like, want them to do more. I once again fucking hate you for introducing me to a show that's <laughs> like, oh yeah, that's one season. Yeah, we're yeah. still waiting on Severance season two, bro. Oh yeah, is has that been greenlit? I'm sure they just need to. That had to have made them a gajillion dollars, right? Says season two. Oh, okay, wait. Severance Star says Brit Lower says season two is a roller coaster. Two days ago, exclusive premiere date teases. Oh shit. Oh my god, I can't wait. I'm still been paying. Like Apple got exactly what they wanted because me and eight hundred million other people are still paying for Apple TV, yeah, whatever. Waiting we never, for like, severance. Canceled our free trial. Yeah, just waiting for one fucking show. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, what's going on with you? Great. Not a whole lot. Just uh, lots of lots of tarky news. Lots of tarky news this week. Haven't been playing so much DMZ or COD. Just. Again, yeah, not really. I, I still enjoy. Oh, I've been playing Warhammer. I think you you like popped in the other day. I was playing Warhammer. Um, I did a sponsorship for them, but that ended up just being really fun. We talked about that last week. It's basically like if Doom and Left 4 Dead had a baby. That's been super fun. And then, and then they did the server stuff we're talking about in Tarkov. So that got me interested again. And then the event ended, which got me interested again because that's yeah, the yeah. event was over. So, so yeah, I've been playing a lot of Targi. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I think the only, uh, I, I obviously haven't been playing Tarky, but uh, the only non-Tarkov thing, I'll get out of the way real quick before we, we uh, get into Tarkov and then story time. Story time. Um, is, so I finally got to 1,000 ELO in Oh, nice. Got to, which is just a totally arbitrary milestone, but I was, trying, I was grinding well, for it. That's a nice so, number. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I got, got to a thousand, and uh, there's something called Arena Kings. Dude, this is genius, and more. I wish more like companies would do this. Um, every Wednesday, they have well, they have a bunch of different tournaments, uh, different days of the week, and whatever. But um, Arena Kings is anybody can join, although it's there's like prizes for streamers. Okay. So if you are, because you can connect your stream to your chess.com account. Um, mm. And uh, if you come into my chat and do exclamation point chess, you get a link to chess.com and you can check it out and blah, blah, blah. And I'm affiliated and I, you know, get a couple bucks if you end up signing up for premium, all that good stuff. But uh, obviously there's a ton you can do on the website for free. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, you, um, what was it? Yesterday? Yeah, today's Thursday. Yesterday I uh, did a, Arena Kings and um, it's like the, the prizes are gift subs from chess.com. They like oh, drop in yeah. your... which is so sick. It's such a sick, yeah, it's such a sick like way to do. So, so, um, there's like the top, like whoever wins gets 75 gifted subs. It's like 75, 50, whatever, all the way down to like 10, the, the top yeah. 10, or like the bottom five in the top 10 get, uh, like 10 gifted subs. And then whoever is the number one streamer under 1200, under 1400, under 1600, under 2000, they all, they get 10 gifted subs as well. I won the under twelve hundred. I was twenty fifth out of a thousand people. That's crazy. 
dude, it's wild. And, so you and won like, the under twelve hundred. So you're playing with people anywhere up to twelve hundred Elo. No, I mean I was playing. You can. There's actually been bugs before on Chess.com where like Hikaru, who is like one of the best in the world, like thirty three hundred, he will play against like a two hundred because like there's a glitch where and you're and just he, like, like oh, and I'm like, so turns. sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it, it it obviously prioritizes people of similar yeah. rating, but like. Um, actually, so in the different time control, um, I was playing three minute games. They're blitz games. They're faster. Um, and my ELO there was like 500 because it starts at 400 and I just don't play a lot of blitz. Gotcha. Um, so I ended up going from 500 to 650. Um, I just like won almost every game and I was playing against the thousands 1200s I think yeah. I 1300 i was like beating a bunch of people and then like you see the fucking leaderboards and it's like you know 30 the, like the top 10 is like 3200 2800 2900 2700 650 3000 you know what i mean it's <laughs> yeah, like yeah. wow that's uh, so, wild yeah. so i'm stoked that that actually went better than i better than i thought it was going to that's so wednesdays dope. wednesdays at noon eastern or 9 a.m pacific so it's uh, a thing they, that they do every week Every week, yep, That's it's Arena Kings. Dope. Um, and you just play, you just keep playing, keep playing, keep playing, and every <sighs> time you win, you get a certain amount of points. So That's if really you can cool. win the most amount of games as fast as you can, you know, so like if I won 20 games and like the best player in the world with 3,000 ELO won 19 games, I think technically I would win. Yeah. I think you get like points based on the number of wins. So yeah. you can kind of compete against even the best players in the world, but while you're not by against playing the them skill. That's really yeah. cool. That's actually yeah, kind of so, sick. That, so, yeah. um, that's dope. That's really cool. And it's sick that chess.com like invests in the Twitch in the streamer side of it. You know what I mean? Cause obviously that's such a huge dub. And that's the thing is like, I bet that they're obviously seeing the benefit of like Twitch becoming more popular. Sorry of chess becoming more popular on Twitch because like uh chess bra, which I know of and like Hikaru and stuff like that, they stream. And so it's just like, obviously it's just that that brings thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of people in. So it's cool to see them invest in Twitch a little bit by saying that there's like prizes for streamers and stuff like that. Which Dude, I really want to oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say, I really want to fucking take part in, it's been like mentioned a couple of times is like, Oh, you, would you be interested by like some of the chess.com people? But have you heard of Pog Champs? No. So it it was like you can kind of think about it almost like Twitch Rivals, but it okay. I, I don't know if it was a chess.com thing. Um but basically it is a chess.com thing, yeah. Um it's a big tournament where there were a bunch of streamers like last year um there was Pokimane, XQC, Moist Critical, oh, Forsen, that's like some sick. of the biggest streamers yeah. and then like Hikaru and all of these other top streamers like coach them, and then so oh. the, the the non pros compete. Uh, That's and, cool. Uh, yeah, I really want to. I really want to get in on it. Actually, so it looks like that there's not. I because I got asked a couple of times, like unofficial, like, "Oh, would you be interested?" Um, and I was like, "Of course I would," but all I had ever seen was like XQC and Pokemon and whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't think I belong. You know? <laughs> like I'm partnered and everything, but like, I don't have 30 K viewers, but it, I mean, there's a whole bunch of names. Yeah. It looks like there's like a hundred people or something like that. So hell yeah. I really want to fucking do it. That would be sick. Yeah. And they're all like around my eight, nine hundred, a thousand. Yeah. Like I, I think from what I've seen for the most part. So I don't know. That would be dope. 
That's really cool too. That, yeah, and that was that I idea. think there's fifty thousand dollars in prizes. Okay. Dude, there's money in this shit. Yeah. Um, oh, I believe it. Just they. I don't know if they've completed the deal, but Magnus Carlson, like the, the world <laughs> champion, he owns like the Play Magnus Group. There's like apps and websites and whatever. Chess.com just bought it for $83 million. What? So, like, if they are buying a company that they're just going to merge with for $83 million, something tells me that, I mean, they've got the fucking They've got paper. the, yeah, the paper, and they're planning to continue to grow and expand. That's cool. The uh, What I was going to say earlier was that the whole idea of, like, the Chess.com gifting subs and stuff like that just reminded me on a semi-related note, a, a Twitch-related note, did you see how World of Warcraft has been doing their, like, like kind of drops-type thing? So, like, yeah. Gold had, like, 250,000 people watching him or whatever, because in WoW, um, the, part of the drops thing was, like, if you gifted two subs to any streamer with drops, you get a mount in WoW. Oh, okay. And then if you watched a drop streamer for a certain amount of time, you got something else. So it was like traditional drops, but alongside that, or a pet, sorry, you got a pet. So alongside the like traditional drops of like watch to earn, there was like almost like this like pay to win thing, but the paying wasn't like Blizzard didn't get the money. It was if you gifted two subs. And That's I was, wild. dude, and I was like, bro, I was like, imagine Tarkov drops. You have 100,000 people watching. It's like, give two subs and you get a mutant. Like, you'd get 10,000 subs in a day. Asmin got like, somebody was watching, Asmin got like 9,000 subs in like a few hours. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> off, dude. Yeah, dude. It was like, it was like freaking nuts, dude. I mean, that's only a third of a million dollars. <laughs> yeah, like it's, dude, it's freaking it's nuts. So I was like, yeah, I was like, that's a crazy. Oh, sorry, sorry, not a third of a million. I, I, I added a zero. About like 30, 30K. Yeah, in a few hours. You know what I mean? And he didn't, ha- he's not giving anything away. You know what I mean? It's it's Blizzard giving the pet. You know what I mean? I was like, I was is like, that RMT? I was Ethically, like, screw this, RMT? boys. I was like, I flip everything. Let's RMT. Let's break the economy. You know, let's do it. You know what I mean? Give daddy those subs. Anyways, I mean, I I, I could fucking I could be bought. I know, right? Or a cosmetic. Literally, if there was a if there was a top that that uh, Tarko players could only get by gifting two subs, like people would do it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying they should. This is very money grubby, which you know, which like you just have to understand as a streamer to see that happen. You're like, damn. You know what I mean? Like, that's just printing money over there. Yeah, I mean, I'm other not than, saying Tarkov should do that. I was just like, of course, that's immediately where my brain that. went. I'm saying they should do that, <laughs> bro. I was like, damn, bro. I mean, that's one of those things. Like, let's say they were gonna plan. Let's say they were planning on doing something like that. I mean, it would be. I don't know how they would do, handle the integration because that oh, would be like, yeah. difficult to do. And there's obviously engineering resources and whatever. But like, Nikita has the power to like make streamers like us some extra change. Oh, yeah. every now and then, you know, it's and, insane. Um, yeah, like. Like, and of course, I know I know some people are already like going to respond with the whole idea like, oh, yeah, streamers don't need any more money without realizing that like, yeah, most of the streamers that they watch make like less than 10K a year from their <laughs> fucking streams. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and even like medium sized streamers who are like above average might make 
30k or something right yeah. like it like uh or they only watch you know like landmark and Pestley and assume every streamer just makes you know buku bucks yeah. you know what i mean it's like that's just not how it works yep and it's like and like taking you know take it look at it from a ten thousand foot view it's a very mutually beneficial relationship right like you know what i mean mutually like the the try the triforce of mutual you know what i mean would you rather see tarkov in a Facebook ad, like a targeted Facebook ad, which is, or Instagram ad, or tar- which is where mostly marketing dollars go these days, or would you just watch a, a streamer you already watch? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I found Tarkov because I was watching Grimm's. I used to watch Grimm's play Fortnite, and then Grimm's played Tarkov, and that was the literal first time I heard about Tarkov, and now I have, you know, and now I'm a Tarkov guy. So it's like, so it's, you know, everybody wins. Anyways, we don't have to get into the minutia of marketing and Twitch streamers and their role in gaming, but I just found that to be I didn't th- I didn't even know that th- that type of thing was possible, dude. Like gift a sub and you get a cosmetic or something where so it's not pay to win, but it's something people will do. It doesn't it doesn't benefit it doesn't directly benefit Blizzard. Obviously, it benefits Blizzard to have Asmund Gold have 275,000 people watching him, but those people aren't paying Blizzard, they're paying Twitch and Twitch is obviously down with it. Asmin's yeah. obviously the streamers are obviously down with it. Blizzard's obviously down with it. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh speaking of uh I mean on on this there's actually two things that kind of segue from this into Tarkov stuff. Um one is that a few folks mentioned that maybe and this might be true, maybe the the reason why BSG hasn't been doing drops um, might have to do with the sort of geopolitical climate yeah. and regulations. And I don't know <laughs> if that's true, if that's a rumor. It, it makes sense. Um, it makes sense as to why they would like take on the engineering tasks of doing shit that would is a lot of work, takes down their website and half like barely works. Yeah, involves more work on the viewer side to log in and use codes and have yeah. to click on the fucking stoplights and crosswalks and boats and dude, I hate those fucking. The, for some reason, the captures on Tarkov's website are the worst captures. It, it, it's like their own fucking brand of yeah. uh, of bad captures where it's like select all the motorcycles and there's like three scooters, a bicycle, and a motorcycle, and you're like. I'm not sure they know what a motorcycle is. I'm yeah, not yeah, sure. Yeah. Because, yep. like, I don't consider this fucking moped a motorcycle, you know? And then it's yep. like, you know, choose all the squares in this picture that are stoplights. And it's like, does that include the poles? Does it include yep. the vertical poles, the horizontal poles? Like, there's, there's three one pixels box of the corner. With, yeah, one pixel. <sighs> and you're like, are you intelligent enough to know that if I select this, it's actually right? Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's either a computer does it and I don't trust it, or a human does it and I don't trust them. Yeah. So yeah. Um but anyway, so there's that. And then there's the uh I, I haven't touched Tarkov in three months and yet still somehow I get roped into Tarkov drama. Uh did you uh <laughs> did you hear about um fucking Wanpeg's video three days ago? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what did you hear? I want to know what you heard. Well, I was lurking in your stream when it happened. And I just didn't, I just let it happen. I didn't want to say anything. Yeah. Fucking yeah. So, one peg put out a video three days ago. Um, major new ammo leaks for the KS-23 and the grenade launcher. 
Um, So he did the whole breaking news, breaking news. There's been leaks. Which basically, Um, you know, there there are ammos on Battle Buddy that aren't in the game. So he, I guess he found out about that and was like, oh, which is, I think I brought those things up to you too. I was like, I actually think on a podcast, I was like, yo, somebody told me that there was like some new ammos and I like talked about them super briefly. But yeah, there's been like other there's been items that like there are items that aren't in the game that are in there and there's items that are in the game that aren't in there like yeah, it's yeah. not um but anyway so the uh the unfortunate part of the whole thing was was he explicitly said that that it was basically a leak in battle buddy made by veritas which he was like trying to shout me out you know yeah. like being a homie but it yeah. it in the context it ends up being like not yeah. not great um but basically said that the uh that the app has access <laughs> to Tarkov's API I have special access I was the only one given special access to Tarkov's like private API uh and that's where I get all of my information from and that isn't true which i there know is absolutely nothing about apis or backends or data mining or whatever so i have yeah. no idea if i have no idea how inaccurate or accurate that is yeah i mean so there has never and almost definitely will never be an api for tarkov um it's just a ton of work you need to Having an API for your game is like having a fucking Airbnb in your house that you live in. <laughs> like you, you, you need, you know, like you just need to live in your house differently. Yeah. You, get, you know, like if you have guests over, then you're not going to be leaving your laundry around like you might. You're not going to leave dishes in the sink like you might. You know, um, the problem is, is that BSG's house is too much of a fucking mess to like invite anybody in. Yeah. It would take too much work to tidy everything up and to like renovate the basement to add an in-law apartment, yeah. i.e. an API. So it'll just never happen. Now, I originally had offered maybe three years ago um, because I wanted to I wanted to make an app that was either standalone or could integrate with Battle Buddy that would let you do things like hideout management and gun, yeah. gun building, pick up your insurance, do messaging you know, whatever. Um, and I had drawn up a little proposal um, with like a time frame. I even wrote up like documentation for like, here are, you know, five or six example API requests and responses. Here's the format. Here's the information I would want, you know, like yeah. just as a starting point to say like, this is the kind of thing I would be expecting. Because um, I didn't know anything about the architecture, the protocols, yeah. whatever. So I'm like, this is kind of what I'm thinking. Um <laughs> and it never he kind of was like, yeah, I'll get back to you. And, you know, just like never. Yeah. And and I, w- I think like maybe a year later, he announced that like they had a team working on like a mobile yeah. app. Yeah. And then never talked about it ever again. And then I had talked about it to him like a year later, which was like a year and a half ago. And he'd basically been like, yeah, they didn't do like they whatever. It just didn't happen. Didn't finish. Didn't yeah. work. Wasn't good. Whatever the hell it was, um, which is kind of what I told him because I had given him a time frame and a price. For me to do it and he basically said like oh i can get like 17 croatian teenagers <laughs> to do it for that price and i was like yeah well you know exactly how it's going to turn out yeah. if you do that and he's like yeah pretty much <laughs> um, and that's exactly what happened which is why we don't have one 
So, but like in a nutshell, uh, so in a nutshell, when you think about like the wiki, when you think about the ammo charts, yeah, a ton of the information in the wiki <clears throat> is crowdsourced, like wikis are, yeah, you know, quests and stuff like that. But all of the ballistic stuff, all of that, there's a ton of information. It's effectively data mined. Yeah. The same thing with the ammo charts. Yeah. They're basically data mined. Um, but it's one of those things like, and I'm just going to be like completely fucking like open and candid because I don't fucking believe in like people needing to. The problem is, is that when, if you don't talk about these things, then people speculate and they make yeah. shit up, which is kind of what happened with one peg. He just made shit up. But he assumed based on maybe some semi-reasonable logical leaps yeah. uh, and what his understanding was, a lot of it was wrong um, and then, you know, stated it as fact. But. Um, but, yeah, so it, it, I'm just going to fucking say it. I don't care if, if it makes anybody angry um, in a nutshell, like Tarkov would not be what it is without the ammo chart. And the wiki. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because of how fucking badly designed complexity and information sharing, communication-wise, whatever, um, because there's no explanation about how the things work because they don't work like you would expect in real life or like any other game. So many mechanics yeah. had to basically either been tested to death and or mined for them to have the player base understand it. Yep. Now, I understand that, you know, Nikita and or the developers, they really want this fog of war to where you'll never know. But it's, I hate to say it, it's just fucking unrealistic. Yeah. The moment a quest comes out, as much as you want the quest to be this thing that everybody discovers, 37 minutes after the patch, someone will have a video tutorial yeah, on it. It's just video. the nature yeah. of the beast. So the idea that you want this like control and closure over your game i'm sorry but it's just impossible yeah in this day and age unless your shit's like procedurally generated yep and your procedure is so complex and and dynamic that no amount of like these are the 17 different types of dungeons that can be generated yeah, yeah. And, you know what i mean then you're just never going to have that um so the fact that people understand quests and ballistics and all kinds of other stuff that isn't explicitly given to them that's basically data mined from the wiki and in the ammo charts yep um that has raised the level of enjoyment and understanding in the game i think in tarkov yeah for sure massively massively if people didn't understand i mean the the fact that so many people are asking and want these guys and want these videos to consume this stuff yeah it just goes to show you that there's a demand yep and yeah, though the aspects of Tarkov that are totally opaque to users that are then made clear on these external sources, um, yep. those are not strengths of Tarkov. Yeah, they are weaknesses of Tarkov that are then filled the gaps by the community. Yeah. Now, because I think Nikita and the devs understand this, it's one of those things like they're not gonna go and fucking sue. The wiki guys, wiki people, sue data, uh, the ammo chart people. You know, it's like kind of have this sort of 
unstated kind of understanding where it's like, yeah, it, you know, they're not doing anything nefarious. There's only a few people. It's kind of a reasonable thing. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, and I think they've been responsible with the kinds of information because they could, if you're data mining, there's a lot more information that you could share. Yeah. And I think like at, you know, they've, they've been had good for the most part, uh, good discretion about the kinds of things that they share and whatever. Like the so, wiki guys. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, it's not like they're sharing fucking source code or, or, you know, yeah. like data dumps of everything. Like it's kind of sanitized and kind of controlled as to what goes out. And, um, I, I just think they're responsible and I think it's a win-win. Yep. But the problem is, is that you can't go and say, yes, you're allowed to data mine because yeah, obviously think about all the people that'll just go and you're effectively hacking the game, right? Yep. You're like taking all this in. So they, they don't want to say that. It's sort of a thing like there's only a couple people they do it or just not going to talk about it and we're yeah. not going to give them it. You know, it's like this again, it's this unstated sort of agreement where it's like, yeah, I get, we're not going to do anything. Um, so when someone like one peg comes out and says, yes, Veritas has access to this API and he has an agreement with Nikita. You are now shining a massive spotlight on the thing that everybody just kind of nobody talks about. Nobody looks yeah. at and it's like. And it also makes it seem like I. Like, the, yeah, it he makes, said it so confidently as if he heard it from me, which would have been a lie if I had said it. Yeah. Um. So one peg had gotten banned for a day or or uh, <laughs> suspended, suspended for a day or whatever you want to call it. I, I think he had said he got banned, but in one a couple places. But uh, at least on the pinned comment on the video said that he got timed out for a day from the official discord. Which, like, who the fuck cares? Um. Citing that quote, Battle Buddy has illegally data mined information on it. I have never data mined. I actually don't know. I mean, I, I know I could figure it out. Yeah. I don't know how to data mine. Uh, and I've never done that. There's a, I don't even want to say company, there's a repository of information in the database on a server somewhere. That is where my back end, my server just has a script running that every 24 hours it goes and checks if there's new information. Mm. So that's how it gets updated. Once a day, it just checks to see is there any new information from this server. It's not it's not Tarkov's server. I don't have access to that. They've never given me access. I've never asked for it. Yeah. Um, so that's where it gets. But people just assume that if I'm automatically getting updates, that it must be from BSG. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, it's effectively from the same place as the MO charts and the same place as the wiki. Yeah. Someone data mined it and put the information up somewhere. It just so happened that someone did it in a way that was consumable by me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so like, it's like, so yeah, it's, it's understandable from every perspective, right? From like, it's understandable from the perspective of like, the BSG people don't want people thinking that somebody was given special access via an API that doesn't exist. And they don't want people thinking that, uh, illegally, you know, quote unquote, like illegally gained information is sanctioned. So they wanted to react and be like, no, 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 no. And then it's also understandable for you to be like, because I don't know anything. Like, like if I would watch that video, 
I I probably would have believed it because I don't know what an API means is. I don't know what API stands for. I don't know anything. So all I know is that you have made BattleBuy and you get the information. So I, so if it was like the API, I'd be like, yeah, sure. But what's unfortunate for you is that the people that do know what an API is and maybe some of the data miners or whatever, if they were under the impression you were given special access, then they might think they can get that access or they might ask you how you got that access. or So that's frustrating for you to have your name attached to something that isn't entirely true. And... I'm sure the intention of one peg's video had nothing to do with that. It was just, I want to show this ammo chart and Veritas has to get this information from, you know, battle, Buddy's got to get this information from somewhere. So he just, it was probably just a blip on his radar of like, yeah, he's got API access and you don't. And so it's like, that is a cluster. And I totally understand what you mean of, shining a light, you know, on the thing. It's like, you know, when we're we're watching a, a video in class again and you don't ever want to be the kid that's like, are we going to watch another movie? Because it's like, now we got to do work. You know what I mean? Like, you don't like, yeah, we, like were, we were, shut the we fuck were up, coasting man. by. Now you're going to be that guy. Aren't you going to give us any homework? And it's like, God dang it, bro. Yeah, you get the substitute teacher and the substitute teacher's like, they didn't leave anything for me. So I think we're just going to watch this. Bill oh, it's, in the, it's in the desk. It's in the dresser. It's in the desk. It's yeah, the they desk. told me she... Exactly. And you're like, shut the fuck up, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I, but it's actually, that's actually not even the best example, um, because the teacher, it's like that in this example, the teacher like left the TV there and was like, oh, you know, do what you want kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, <sighs> you switched it to ESPN. He kind of knew, but it was like, ah, whatever. And then somebody was like, are we supposed to be watching ESPN? It's like, well, now I have to get, now everyone knows I know. So I have to yeah. get up and go switch it back. Someone went to the principal and said, hey, the substitute teacher's letting us watch a movie again, but we're supposed to do homework. So then the substitute teacher's like, uh-uh, I never said that. I never said that. I never said that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then the substitute teacher has to put everybody in fucking detention. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, like, I, I haven't illegally data mined anything and you know this all we, we saw just came up because we're talking about streamers and making money and yeah, yeah, i mean yeah. i have you know approaching a million installs on battle buddy and i've never once monetized it there's no ads i've never asked for money i've never made a fucking dime from this you know yep. and i'm like i like the moment anybody wants to come to me from bsg and give me a hard time i'll shut the fucker down yeah please someone no. wants to pee in the sandbox sorry no more sandbox you know what i mean like uh because it ain't worth my, it's not worth me getting fucking gray hairs over for this sure. when I'm not even playing the goddamn game. Yeah, for to sure. To have to deal with like, don't you hear about, you know, are you going to get banned because you were legally data? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. But, you know, I, I feel like either Nikita would have reached out to me or like some fucking For CM. sure. For sure. I have a video on my YouTube channel called The Best New Resource for New Players. And it's all about Battle Buddy. You made a video about Battle Buddy. Almost a million people downloaded Battle Buddy. I reference it every day on my stream. There's a 0% chance that Battlestate game doesn't know about it. And if they did know about it and they were against no, it, I'd, they would I'd have approached get, you. Like, and I've explicitly spoken to Nikita about it. Yeah. Shown him information from it, screenshots from it, when I'm showing bugs and other things like that. And I, I'm not even going to... It doesn't matter. Yeah. I'll just say, if they have a problem with it, it, it would be news to me. Yeah. I'll just say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate. I totally understand though. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's that. We'll get that out of the way. So that's that. No illegal data mining has been done here by me by very <laughs> um yeah. i'm just dude i didn't make the fucking crack i'm just selling it. i'm just selling the crack officer officer what do you mean i didn't make the heroin <laughs> oh man <laughs> well uh in other tarkov related news i see you put that i was gonna ask you about that that blaze clip <laughs> There's a clip from Blaze. He was streaming, and some dude just flies up to him on reserve. And it's like, shoot me, bro. Shoot me in the head, bro. And Blaze shoots him a bunch. He, like, flies out. He zips back. He's flying around, and Blaze just disconnects. Which He's is got, like, a knee up in the air. Chad like move. Weird... Yeah, it's like a mid-jump animation. He's got, like, his knee up. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, I, uh, I, so that's maybe the second time... I've ever even yeah. seen a clip of someone fucking flying around. Um, so I actually have like an, I, I want to hear your thoughts on this because I feel like the reason why people are going to do that is because they want attention. Yeah. So I wonder if, and, and I'm not one to say like, don't shine a light on these people because they just want attention. But like, why do you think why do you think Landmark gets so many yeah, more of those types sure. of It's because he's got more viewers, right? So yeah. I just wonder if these people are having clips posted to them being like, this is the state of Tarkov. I feel like, A, it... And here's my gut. I could be wrong. I haven't played. Maybe it is the state of Tarkov. But my yeah. gut is that it makes Tarkov look worse than it is. Yeah. It adds fuel to the fire and might actually promote more people to do it. Um... In very much the same way that that people were criticizing me when I did the interview with the cheater interview with the uh, streamer who admitted to I got to confess to cheating. You know, they said, oh, well, you're just glorifying this person and you're going to make more people do it. And honestly, I would argue and I think anybody who watched it, it no way glorified it. And if if anything, it made them it made cheaters look sad and stupid. Yeah. So but when you see a dude floating around. Like a fucking, oh, yeah, yeah, shoot me, bro, shoot me, bro. Like, all the fucking edgelord teenage douchebags love that shit, dude. They get rock hard on that, and they're like, oh, I want to do that. I want to go and fucking grieve my favorite streamer. I want to go and yeah. grieve my least favorite streamer. I want to go fuck with people. Um, yeah. So, my opinion is pretty much directly in the middle. Like, uh, I actually think that, like, Blazed. So, here, here's what I would say. I would have done exactly what Blaze did, if I'm really honest with you. First of all, Blaze is awesome because he's not, at least from what I've seen, he's not tweeting all the you time. Wouldn't have, you wouldn't have added Beast Battlestate games, though. I know you. You wouldn't have done that. No, I wouldn't have done that. Yeah, that took that. fucking balls, dude. Did that he really took balls. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's he like, did. yeah, great game, Tarkov devs, okay. with a clip of the cheater. And it's like, oh, that that to me is like... He tweeted, game is good, game is fine, at Battlestate games. Okay, I wouldn't yeah, have tagged so that's them. One of those I wouldn't have like, tagged them. But... But Blaze is cool because, like, he's not... I follow him, so he shows me my timeline all the time. He's not tweeting, like, these paragraph-long devs are actual three-head idiots. There's more cheaters. Like, I see that on my timeline from streamers, right? And Blaze is never doing that. Um, He did tag them, which is ballsy. But, like, if I have that clip as a content creator, that's going to be a TikTok, right? Like, that's going to go on my YouTube video. It's going to be on my thumbnail. Because, like... and. 
because it's hard not to, man, because content's the game, right? So, like, I un- I totally understand that. Um, and I've even, like, I've included clips of people who are cheating in my videos before, and I've, like, like edited them so that, like, if the dude said his name, I'll cut that out. I don't I don't want the guy to name. If, yeah, yeah, if yeah. the dude kills me, I won't show. A lot of times I'll have comments where, like, why didn't you report him? And it's just because I didn't show the end screen because I didn't want to show his name. So stuff yeah. like that where, like, I don't, I'll, I'll try to do stuff like that. But it's hard because it's content. So Blaze, even in that tweet, he wasn't like, this is the literal most three-head game. He said, game is good, game is fine. And, like, bro... I'll take a look at my take a look at the past 10 highlight videos I've posted and look at the titles of them. You know, my, what the hell's happening in Tarkov? Like I dude, I get it. I'm in it. So so it's hard. I, I think that the I think that that whole conversation is a little blown out of proportion. Do I think that maybe it's possible somebody watched your interview with a cheater thing and decided to cheat? Sure. Do I think maybe it's possible that 10 people was like, we're like, that guy is a sad, sad man, and I don't want to be a sad, sad man. Sure. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, but I don't think that a single tweet or a single interview with a channel or a singer is going to do what anybody on the, the extremes side say. It's not a, not a new ocean of cheaters aren't going to come into Tarkov because Blaze posts that clip. And it, you know what I mean? That guy's not going to make a bajillion rubles. So it's like, it's it's just kind of in the middle where it's similar to what you said about like, you can want the fog of war as much as you want, but it's not going to happen. As soon as you post a video, somebody, or as soon as you post a new quest, it's going to get data mined. It's going to get completed by somebody. There's going to be a tutorial. Same way. It's like, I don't care if you're extreme on either end. If you're like, oh, like Veritas is interviewing this cheater. Everybody's just going to watch this and want to cheat. Everybody this, everybody that, everybody this. It's just like, that's just not, that's not going to happen. And your expectation is probably not that like, no, like, it's just like, it's just in the middle. I just don't really care. It's the content machine. I, the, what does frustrate me is that that absolutely does add fuel to the fire. Like people saw that died to desync and absolutely rage quit the game. Cause they were like, Oh, the, the cheaters are so bad. You know, people saw yeah. that tweet, you know, was looking at 60, 63,000 yeah. views. So was looking at a guy in front of them, a guy behind them shot at them and went freaking cheater. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's hard, but the reality is also that like, there aren't no cheaters. Like there are cheaters. So it's yep. so hard. I was actually playing, I think Trey gets targeted because I never run into cheaters, bro. Obvious ones. Like like we've said before, there's probably, I've been in a billion raids with people with walls that don't want to, you know what I mean? Whatever. But I don't run into obvious cheaters very often. And me and me and Trey this morning, we were doing this thing where we would like, he was, he was calling it nesting. We would go into labs and we would have big backpacks and we'd go drop them somewhere. And we had KS-23s and we were just creeping around getting loot and we'd bring the loot back to our nest. And some dude, we had just gotten there, we dumped the bags, and some dude just barrels down the stairs, and he's like, come on, man. He was like, I bet there's somebody ratting down here. And we were like, and he was like, I bet I bet there's dudes ratting down here. He's like, I bet they have like freaking KS-23s or something. He was saying this over VoIP. And it was like, it was like, he was like, he was trying so hard to be like, you know, it's like, you're playing hide and seek with your kid. It's like, I hope nobody looks under the bed. He was like trying yeah. to make it. It's like, I bet there's some dudes with KS-23s. And we were like, what the hell, bro? Anyways, trained ended up killing him with an impact nade, which was great. But he just started, he just started. And then uh, he, so that was the other thing. Then he said, I bet, 
He said, I bet there's people down here with KS-23s. And we were like, what the hell? We both had KS-23s and two impact grenades. And he was like, I bet I bet you rats have something like impact grenades, don't you? And we were just like, dude, like it was so. And then he shot me through the wall and killed me. And then Trey just threw, threw an impact grenade out the door in a panic and killed him. But like, uh, but it's, it's, it's hard because like the whole thing is just, in my opinion, not worth losing sleep over for me anymore because I just can't control it. If I convince yeah. everyone in my circle to stop posting clips of cheaters, the amount of clips of cheaters, the percentage of the amount of clips of cheaters goes down less than 1%. Because my circle is not big enough, right? There are too many people who play Tarkov. There are too many people that stream Tarkov. There are too many people that post YouTube videos of Tarkov. There are too many discords where people share clips. So if we somehow convince all our listeners and all of our followers and everything... So let's stop posting clips of people cheating. It's a drop in the bucket. And so it's just like, yeah. I just have to stop. If I see a clip and I think it's funny, I'll chuckle. If I see a clip and it frustrates me, I just swipe on by. It just. Yeah, no, I mean, I, 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 I don't want to give the impression like I'm saying. Oh, you no. Yeah. The clip. Um, I, I, I watched, makes you I watched that. Yeah, no, I, I watched that. And I think like, you know, battle state needs to see that, you know, people. The, the thing is, is that I, I just don't trust the masses. Correct. It, quote unquote, the masses, because the average, you know, the average fucking random Twitter user in the Tarkov community is 16 IQ, especially if you go down and read the comments. <laughs> um, like, but average, I can't, I can't help but when yeah. I see that, think like, you know, that every single one of the bigger Tarkov. Yeah, content creator people, the, the types of people that will get, I don't even, I'm just picturing like, I'm picturing like Landmark being like, yo dog, what up? And like talking to them and like hamming it up and it's like great content. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like when you have 10,000 viewers and then you turn it into a YouTube video, they get six figure viewership and all that stuff. It's like, if anything, I'm it, impressed it, that they don't do that <laughs> because they could for really good free content. Well, do they not? No. I've never seen a single Landmark video or Glorious or Trey or any of those guys that run into them all the time. I haven't the seen... The only shit that I... The only the only cheater stuff I ever see is from the bigger names. And again, I'm yeah. not saying that they shouldn't. And that's people um, clipping it from their stream and posting it. If you go... If you look up Landmark Cheater Montage, you'll find it. But it's all 720p. People do it on their own. I don't think Landmark... I'm sure Landmark's clickbaited a... The cheater did what in some of his videos before, but I've never seen just like a 14 minute montage of his on his channel of meme cheater content. And I'm sure it would get a bajillion views. Landmark encounters a VoIP cheater, 285,000. <laughs> uh, I mean, that was only one. Though. Yeah, but that, um, but that thing, it, how long is that video? That's probably just the one cheater. Like, you know what I mean? He's not like going 27 minutes ham long. on it. That's what I'm but saying. Yeah. So, yeah, it was probably yeah, a no, highlight I video. Anyways. Yeah, I, again, I I'm not. Saying. I'm not trying to call anybody out. No, no, no. I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, it makes me when I see that. It makes me want to play Tarkov less because I feel like more people are going to want to fucking do that to streamers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's they. They want to do it to streamers so that they can be the one in the clip and get the attention. Yeah. And there's only you know there's hundreds of thousands of players and like a couple of dozen streamers. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like. For sure. 
yeah, I I don't know. I just I just hope that the trend doesn't. And of course, me by by me saying this, you know, there's like 17 people in a cheater Discord right now that are like, <laughs> oh, we're gonna get him. Can't wait till he gets back in the game so yeah. we can make him hate his life. You know, like I'm fine if, if that's what they want to do, go for it. Um, yeah, I, I one of these days I'll probably just crack and say fuck it. I'll do it for the content and make that paper. You know, uh, yeah. maybe. But so so far I haven't. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's just it's crazy. It's it's rough. It's who knows, man. And just I still like I still am just so th- I've just beat the conversation to death. Not like with you, but I'm saying like in chat, like when people ask, you know what I mean? It's like is cheating really as bad as people make it out to be? And it's like I'm just like, dude, I don't know, man. I don't know. I can tell you that I go weeks at a time without super blatant stuff. I maybe report one person a week. Most of those reports are like there's enough that leads me to believe this guy could be cheating. We'll report it and we'll see how she goes, but maybe he wasn't. And I know people personally that send me clips every single day of them just like absolutely getting blatantly hacked on. So it's like, there's just the real question is, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what you've heard and just watch, watch I, for a little bit and see. Yeah, I guess, I guess my whole point though, is that like, as annoying as it is that the people are constantly coming in and asking about like the state of Tarkov, how much of that is because they saw a clip hey, like Well, that. yeah, a lot, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, it has to be 98% sure. of it is either from clips like that or from people talking about how oh, bad I saw, it is. Did you yeah. see the clip from X person or, you know, whatever, where the person was just flying around? Yeah, dude, I see that in every raid. And then half the people are making the shit yeah, up. Exactly. And then, again, because I've literally I've seen two clips, I think, ever of yeah. someone fly hacking in 10,000 hours of playing the game. I've never seen it personally. Yeah. Um. So it like, unless it is blown up in the last three months since I stopped playing, which I somehow doubt. Um, no, I do think yeah. most of that stuff is <laughs> targeting people, um, either targeting a big streamer or targeting someone specific. You know what I mean for the streams. Yeah. Um, yeah, people people want attention. That's the reason why a lot of people yeah. do a lot of the shit that they do. So like, which is why basing your basing like what your experience playing a game is going to be like on how a content creator what they experience in their content whether it's highlight videos or whether it's whatever it's just unrealistic it's it's the it's the young boy equivalent of little girls reading fucking teen vogue magazine and getting like body image issues. Yeah. It's that, but for young boys playing video games. Playing video games. They want to be Giga Chad landmarks and they expect to, you know, that every time they die, it's all running around to cheaters. Yeah. Um, just like, you know, I'm I weigh 93 pounds, I'm morbidly obese, I need to lose more weight, and I yeah. need to wear more makeup, you know, or whatever. Also, check yourself if that's your opinion, because if you watch landmark all night and he encounters one cheater and you go, man, there's cheaters. Cheaters are infesting Tarkov. Just watch yourself the next time Landmark goes, man, this gun really should be nerfed. And then you go, well, you play 10 times more than the rest of us. You don't have the right thing. You're right. It's like, like you're the same person. Exactly. You can't be like, well, you play so much more than the rest of us. Your opinion is invalid. And if he plays so much more than the rest of us and runs into one cheater in a night, how can you then assume that all of your raids will have cheaters? Like I thought he plays so much more than you, you know what I mean? So it's just like, it's yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. And then there was a, there was a bug. There's like a bug in the game right now that 
you can like teleport you can like jump and teleport but like that's not even worth going into because like basically what you have to do is like <laughs> go to your settings put your game in windowed like jump and then tab out and like grab the window and then like re and then like resize it and basically it just completely negates that input there's clips of people like jumping off of like mountains and then they just teleport back up to the top and they never jumped off and it's like the actual impossible thing to do in combat like you could not do that and win a fight <laughs> because from the like Velian did it Velian was like yo i saw this and so he did it to me so from my perspective Velian ran he jumped off a bus he hung in midair for an, an entire second a solid second and then he teleported back onto the bus and he was like while i'm doing this i have like no input over my character and i'm floating in the air so I could just it's, I could it's have the just type of shit him. you would do in like a speed run yeah. to shave off 45 minutes. Yeah. It takes six minutes, but you take 45 minutes off the speed run. Yeah, but exactly. Not you'll so it's in like combat. if you were fighting somebody, you win the fight if they try to do that bullcrap because they're going to hang in the yeah. air for a second and you can just shoot them and uh, they have no input over the thing. So it's like it was like so it's so awkward and like people were kind of freaking out because like streamers were like showing how to do it. And yeah, whatever. Maybe they'll fix it or whatever, but it's just like you're not gonna. It's not like the dolphin dive where like you're you're not gonna run into somebody doing that, bro. That reminds yeah. me. Did you see any like? So the cheaters have already infested Warzone, and uh, and they call do you know the boats? They're flying the little pontoon boats around. <laughs> They're like they oh, fly. Man. They get to the ceiling of the skybox and just fly around until the circle gets down to just like them and one other person, and then they drop down. It's the most <laughs> ridiculous thing, bro. <laughs> Uh. Oh god. Anyways. <laughs> All right. So that stuff out of the way. Let's talk about some of the like changes and stuff that's come to talk about the past few weeks. Have you seen at all the server infrastructure changes? I saw all the the drama. The thumbnails, of course, of all the videos. Yeah. But yeah. So basically that's as far as I got. You know how you can select your server. You can select one specific server and you can just only connect to that server. Yeah, that's the anti-cheat, I thought, right? <laughs> yeah. How am I supposed to avoid cheaters now? Yeah. Oh, bro. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about how ridiculous some of these push was. But the new system is it's regionalized. So now, like, for instance, there's like six regions in America. Like everybody else, like every game ever. Yeah. There's, there's NA North, there's NA East, there's NA South, there's NA Central, there's NA West. Um, now, let's for sure talk about the brutal thing that happened which was there were lots of people in the world in parts of asia and in parts of australia that for 24 hours they could not connect to a game zero uh -oh. because it grouped oce and sea so australia and southeast asia it grouped that together and because some of those people legitimately can only connect to one or two servers they couldn't select those servers they selected the region and it kept trying to maybe connect them to an asia server that needed a person and as soon as they would spawn in, they would get pin kicked because and then they they had no control. And so for 24 hours, there were like a certain group of people that couldn't play the literal very next morning, 24 hours later, they took the game down, they updated it. And now OCE is its own region. And so like I saw a screenshot, Pestley has like 22 ping to the OCE reason, region, you know what I mean? And then like SEA was its own region. And so now because people in Asia aren't trying to be connected to Australia games and Australia is now trying to get connected, that is largely fixed. Everybody can play the game right now. As far as I know, if you're having trouble, you know, I can't do anything. I was going to say, let me know. I can't do anything. But it seems like it seems like that issue has been fixed. 
Um, so <laughs> what that has led to is in uh, like a really noticeable difference in how full the raids are. I was never the guy that claimed I find dead raids. I would say most of my raids I wouldn't consider dead. However, I f didn't realize that most of my raids were probably only 50% full or 70% full because like I didn't realize how subconsciously I was trained to get into one, maybe two fights and then completely let my guard down. <laughs> like I just like, well, are the raids like super full now? Or are you saying they're super dead? Super full, super yeah. full. Like, like I've run into a few that are quiet, but like most of the time they're super full, like spawn fights. Like there are people like, you know, I mean, the, the other oh, so, so, so you now you're experiencing what the average person has been experiencing forever. Who yeah. just had auto. Yeah. So, well, I had auto. I have, I think I, I've changed. I selected every single, I didn't have auto on, but I selected every single server under like 120 ping. And then. So why? Well, why then why? Because, why would something be different? Like, how would these changes have changed the number of players in a raid? And I guess that's what I don't understand. Because more people now are basically on auto is I was maybe a rare one that was on auto and now more people are being filtered into all those servers I was given access to that were on just a few servers or were trying to connect to weird servers so everybody was pushed into auto and then the uh, then the new logic or whatever infrastructure of people of it of it because I think alongside with regionalizing it they messed with like it's trying to prioritize full raids so if you can, if I can connect to a server with 22 ping and a different server with 28 ping and the 28 ping customs queue needs one player to make it full, you know what I mean? I think, I don't know. All I know is that the raids are much more full, much more full, very noticeably. And every single person that I've talked to has said the exact same thing. Now mm. people started freaking out and they were saying that it was going to be easier to stream snipe. They were saying it's going to be harder to get rid of cheaters. They're saying, people are saying like, all will, yeah, and then this one was rich. All the like, all the cheaters like to go to only a few specific servers that we all know to avoid, and now they're going to be everywhere. And I was like, yeah. And then wait. when you talk, to all, I was like, wait, what all... servers are that? I didn't know to avoid those servers. Like, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I always thought this was funny when back in the day, I, uh, back in the day, I'd say maybe like a year ago, um, I asked the question like, how. You know how is it that all these people ended up with like a, a fucking billion rubles? Like a bunch of the a bunch of the bigger names uh, all had a gajillion rubles, and when I would watch them, they would just run through interchange, see one PMC, lose yeah. the whole thing, and then leave. And it was like there's a lot of people that have like I know people that have a labs server. When they want to play labs today, they close their game, they select a single server, they hop back in, and they run labs for five or six hours and make eight to ten million rubles. Yeah, well, so I would say that my experience was different than theirs, and then I would get gaslit by a third of the community that would basically be saying, your dog shit compared to this person is so much better than you in combat. Look at this highlight video. Look at and, how much money uh, he has. Yeah, look at how much money. They they make more money because they have more money, because they're better, because they have the more money, and that proof of that is because they have more money. Um, so they're better. But then when I would watch that, they wouldn't see anything, and they would end up with three GPUs. They'd get no fights. Um, meet up with like a stream sniping friendly player scav, have a funny VoIP encounter and then leave. Yeah. Uh, and then when I talked to a couple of those folks, they're like, oh yeah, that's because I use these three servers at these time periods because 
or I use this one server at this time period. And then at this threshold of like 5 p.m., I switch yeah. over to this time because they want it to be on as dead a server as possible to avoid PvP and to basically yeah. just make it so they could farm money. Um, but the funny thing is, is that when I talked to different people and they'd also say cheaters, person A would say, you want to be on server one, but not server two because that's where all the cheaters are. And then I talked to streamer B and they'd say, server two is the one you want server one is full of cheaters and yep. it was like legit you don't have everybody's it was just the it's it all was just wives tales it's all confirmation bias it's all yeah. it's all you know whatever i i don't know man I, and maybe the, maybe there were some servers that there are some cheater discords that they said let's use these servers but i would say if that server existed and 10 people told me what the server was i would get eight different answers and i wouldn't believe any of them i'm not saying that it doesn't exist i'm saying what you're saying and what i agree with is that if it exists none of us know and how we all think we know is mostly confirmation confirmation bias and less actual knowledge i completely agree with that so um so yeah so it's like it's weird because like this is a normal thing right like this it's it was weird that in an fps game you could select your server like it's normally either regions or you can't select anything right it just auto selects for or you or it's like a day z where there's a fucking server exactly list or because they're individual servers exactly uh, like the only first person shooters that do this are ones that highly support mods that then everybody can create their own servers. There's a server browser. Those people that run those servers can put ping limiters in. Like, you can't just say, well, Battlefield, you can pick your server. That's very different. In Battlefield, you can create your own game and game mode and server and server list and put your own ping lock on it if you want or take it away. It's very different. But Call of Duty, Apex Legends, it's either regional or you don't pick it all. Yeah, and even back in the day, like, to, honestly, nothing changed significantly with the servers other than the groups got bigger yeah before miami wasn't one server it wasn't one computer yeah where one group of people with one raid right yeah. it was a cluster of yeah i don't know how many dozens hundreds thousands i i have no idea so now it's just no longer you're on miami now it's you know yeah na east and it takes the 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 four servers that you had and now it's 14 yeah in one selection so exactly all it just expanded the things that already existed to be larger now so you have less granular yeah. control now a legitimate negative a legitimate negative of this is um people are, can't play together across um from other continents nearly as consistently right so if someone is living like you know if i'm trying to connect if i'm trying to play with somebody in eu like tweak right Tweak can't connect to every single NA East server, right? He he can't connect maybe to Miami because Miami is way west of him and south, but he can connect to Boston. So we could both just select Boston. I can connect with good ping. He can connect with good ping and we can both play. But yeah, now, his ping might be like 90 or something. But now he has to select. Yeah, Tweak is in Texas now, but you know what I mean. Now he would have to select NA East, and if NA East tries to put us in Miami, well, he he would never even try to queue for a raid in Miami because he knows that's too far away, but the system doesn't know. It'll put us in a raid in Miami. He'll get immediately ping, ping kicked. And especially people that are in like uh, Australia that try and connect with people on the West Coast, there were only a few servers they connect to. That is a very obvious downside, and that's very frustrating. And I saw Desmond tweet about this, and I think Pesley mentioned this too. 
I don't see how this would be a problem. Maybe you can, uh, and I'm scared to talk about this in chat because I feel like I'm going to get a billion answers that aren't real answers. So maybe you tell me. Why not have no server select, no region select? It just automatically, like in Call of Duty, you log in and it knows where you are and it's trying to keep you in low ping servers and then remove the ping limit. So as a solo, you couldn't queue into high ping servers for a peaker's advantage because you don't get to select. But if I linked up with Pestily, it would just put one of us on high ping and we would know that freaking anyway. Then everyone can play together and you can't solo ping, you can't solo queue high ping servers if you think that gives you an advantage. I don't see I don't see why that isn't the logical conclusion to this because then it kind of works for everybody. I mean, I Maybe there's an issue that I'm not seeing. I don't know. There's no I mean, Obviously, because Tarkov's basically the only game that does this. Not the only game, but like pick, pick fucking 10 first person yeah. shooter games. Tarkov is the only one out of the top 10 yeah. that'll come to your mind. Um, I, there's no reason why that isn't specific to Tarkov. It could be that they want to. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's it's uh, someone mentioned VPN. Maybe it's yeah. like they're trying to prevent people running fucking virtual machine VPN cheats uh, but, cheats on top of all that shit. And then I I, I don't I yeah. don't know. But my thought is like know. because some people have said that to me before too. It's like so in that version of reality, I haven't been given an answer of something that somebody couldn't use right now. Like you can use a VPN to get past the system now. So making that change and making it better for everybody that doesn't use a VPN. It's just those, those people that were going to VPN were probably going to VPN anyway because they're probably region locked anyway. So it's like that, that I don't understand. You know, somebody, somebody was like, well, the people that still want to do that, they would just like get a friend to invite them and then disconnect. And I'm like, okay, so what you're saying is this solution would make it harder for them, but not impossible I don't see why that wouldn't be beneficial. Like, yeah, I mean, it's just not impossible, but it's still harder. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not a network specialist here. I don't know, but it, but it seems like to 99% of the player base, that would be a dub because most likely the large, the largest majority of the player base didn't even know there was a server selector anyway. And so and a lot of the casual players probably didn't ever select their server. So they wouldn't care if it auto picked them for them. And then for, a large majority of the player base that play with friends across the countries or whatever, they would benefit from that change too. And I don't so, know. Like my 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 gut my gut tells me that like either either it's community members that would um, like backlash if they removed it, or maybe even content creator backlash. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe I don't know. But you know, but I think that it's largely something that is maybe understandable in the context of a game in beta and you want to be able to, if there's issues with some server, you want to be able to have the True. people have control. I, I don't know. Yeah, I really genuinely hope that they remove all of that shit when the game goes 1.0 because it doesn't belong. It You could argue something like that might possibly belong in a beta. Yeah, and, and that makes sense. And, and definitely, you know this, but for everybody, my attitude isn't because I can't come up with a reason. There are no reasons, right? Like, that's why I asked you, legitimately because you might have more network information. You don't know. Maybe there's a reason. Maybe you're, like you said, maybe there's a specific reason they want to do it this way, and, and that wouldn't work for Tarkov. I just don't know what that is. And I heard, and I've seen more than one person suggest that solution online, where it was like, if we just got rid of the ping limit and you couldn't select, then 
most people don't notice except for the benefits. But yeah, maybe that's something they're working towards. Maybe this was a first step to that. I would say for me, selfishly, this change has been beneficial um, <clears throat> because raids are fuller. Also, there was a thing where it was like, a lot of people were like, well, it only helps the PvP chads. And I think like that, I think that's an invalid argument as well. Like, I don't think that's fair. Like, this is a game that was meant to be played with other players, right? Like the intention of the game was not that the servers be half full or in some cases potentially empty. And so leveraging information about what servers are empty at what time and then using that to play your own version of this game as a PvE game, I don't think it's wrong for them to be like, try to fill the raids. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that that is exclusively helping PvP chads. Like, you might not realize, not you, but the proverbial you who's like, well, that only helps the PvP chest. You might not realize how many people come into my streams and say, man, I'm really struggling on shoreline quests. How, how did you get kills at the pier? Like, how did you get kills? You know what I mean? It's like those people aren't trying to beat PvP Omega Chads. They're trying to do the things the game is asking them to do and they can't find people. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's the game is supposed to be a PvP game. You know what I mean? And the flip side of that is just because you didn't see anybody doesn't mean it was a dead raid, right? Like the point, I don't, I don't, I, I'm glad that the servers are full, but I still hate the spawn system. I want the servers to be full, but I still don't want the, I want the ambiguity. I don't want to know where people are. I don't want to know where people spawn. I don't want to know where people are extracting, but I want there to be a threat. I want the servers to be full. You know what I mean? So. Yep. Yep. I mean, I, I don't really give a fuck about the server stuff. Like in a nutshell, yeah. like I never, I've never cared. Um, I've always just generally hated the conversation around servers and around ping yeah. and around ping abuse and people oh, advantage yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And it's just so much misinformation, so much. I mean, I hate that conversation too. Yeah, absolutely. So like, I just, yeah, I mean, like I, I Hopefully it helps some people. Hopefully it doesn't harm. Like hopefully it helps more people, for sure. Or or the or the de and or the devs do what the fuck they need to do. You know, like I the the amount of people in a raid is something that should be independent from like server selection. Yeah, like server selection should be like something that is reserved for technical infrastructural yeah. non-gameplay things. Yeah. Um and it should be in my opinion obfuscated from the players like it shouldn't even be a I agree. thing. Um So any any of the other issues like if raids are too popping or if they're too dead or whatever, the issue should be solved with like a matchmaking system. Yeah. changes not to server selection changes yeah. you know like it's that's such a ass backwards way of of looking at it yeah so I mean, like they didn't say we're changing the servers to fill out raids it was just the most immediate change right they said yeah. we're reworking the server infrastructure it could have been for completely different reasons and immediately everybody that plays the game a lot was like wow the raids are fuller so we were all like it was the it was the fill raids change when I, that's not fair either because they didn't say that Yeah, I wonder. I need to like run in my head how how exactly because there's a lot of variables. There's like the server selection, there's the time of day, 
there's the frequency at which people enter mm-hmm. raids there's the logic around the matchmaking right like if you like just walking through like totally like stupid from scratch yeah. the logic about a matchmaking system you enter the queue and it says okay there's a person connecting to server one let's let's see is there anybody else connecting to server one let's put them in like q1 yeah they get put in a line, right? Like imagine a fucking bank. Yeah. Where the tellers all come in, but it's all dynamic. Yeah. Right? So like one person gets in line, what they're not gonna do is say, Cool, you go into that raid and start the raid, go. That's you're gonna sit and it's gonna say matchmaking because it's gonna part of what it's doing is it's gonna look to see if there's anybody else in the queue in the same region at the same time. Yeah. But then also there has to be logic around all right, let's wait and see. Okay, we have two people. Cool. Maybe that's the threshold to say, okay, well, now the bus is leaving yeah. in 90 seconds. Yeah. Maybe it takes four people. Maybe it takes three. Yeah. Some people have said, you know, Nikita has said you can never be in a raid by yourself. I think there is compelling evidence um, for where I would say that it might not have always been the truth yeah. all the time, always, yeah. right? Like I might have, I might get into like a night factory raid trying to do a quest where it's like none of the doors were open. I heard nothing. Yeah. You know, everything was locked. I spawned in near the exit and like didn't leave the area. So like I would have heard someone go out gate three, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, But there's still a chance that for someone sure. was in the race somehow. Um, and it's also the chance that Nikita wasn't lying, but there was just a bug. Yes. Right. Like that, sure. that maybe like For the logic, just like, just like the whole scavs don't aim at your legs. They don't aim at your legs, but they hit your legs. Yeah. There's a bug. Yeah. Um, yep. So it could have been something like that. Right. But, but so at some point they have to look for people and then they have to decide when it's like a bus filling up. When is the bus going to leave? Yep. You know, at some point, sometimes the bus will stay there for a short period of time because there's stragglers that come in right at the end. Right. Mm-hmm. What you don't want is to have a bus come, one person walk on, and then have the bus wait 90 seconds and then leave, and then have two people show up at 91 seconds. Yeah. And be like, what the fuck? And then have to wait for another bus because there's limited buses. There's yeah. limited bus drivers, i.e. servers in this example. Um, yeah. So really what you kind of need to do, I think, is... If you're like a smart indie developer, what you're going to do is just come up with some arbitrary rules. Like, yeah, just make sure there's at least three minimum people. Have them wait as long as it fucking takes until yeah. you get three and then the bus can go. Um, but then you might find out that like the average, um, you know, after 90 seconds is three, but after 96 seconds is five. Like the the two people are always yeah. showing up at this interval, right? Because obviously if you if you think people are coming a semi-random but semi-regular, yeah. you know, three seconds, five seconds, seven seconds, four seconds, three seconds, seven. There's like an average where it's like if you wait four, you're going to end up with only two people arrayed. If you wait six, you're going to end up with four. Yeah. So you they can figure out what the best timing yeah. is the most and then hard code that in. But then also if the more sophisticated you get, you make that all dynamic and you make it smart and you make it, you know, know this time yeah. of day in this region you make it all dynamic. You spin up servers as they come. Um, yeah. it, when it's popping, it says, okay, we're going to wait 90 seconds for 12. Oh, we got 12. Yep. Start the Send raid. It. Let's yep. go. And that's when you fucking queue for three seconds because a lot of people happen to queue. Yep. But if you think about, you know, how many total players are there mm-hmm. at any given time in your region? Let's just say there's a hundred, right? Yeah. 
if there's a hundred players in like a three hour period, you are going to maybe do like two or three raids yep. in a three hour period. So you have to think about, well, that means if there's, if you're going to do three raids in a two hour period and there's a hundred people, you got to figure out like the average number of people that are going to be queuing in any given, because you don't want to wait 45 minutes. Yep. So there's some logic around yeah. like how long you wait, how many people per server, whatever sure. that, you know, again, I don't know. I just don't know. Um, but it seems like it would make sense to me if they're it, if their idea was to to dynamically turn off and on servers, that that would make sense that there are more people in. Right. Because like if um, if that's what they were doing, if you're only connected to Miami two, you know, what I mean, you're just going to connect to Miami two. But if they want it to be like, if they're like, man, there's not enough load on East Coast. We have three servers in Miami. Let's spin down two of them. But they can't do that if you're only selected, you know. Yeah. So now if you're regionally and it's like, let's spin down Miami 2, Atlanta 3, and this. Well, now there's less bus drivers to accommodate the fact that there are less players and the raids, the buses are fuller. But they can't do that if people select their own servers. So by regional, Yeah, one, it, one bus stop now serves... 100 blocks instead of three blocks yeah so you're just gonna you're just gonna have more people showing up at any given time to that bus stop it's not more people playing tarkov it's there are less raids and so there are more people in those raids and so maybe that was it maybe had nothing to do with like their attempts to fill out whatever but it was like they were testing the ability to dynamically turn off and on servers which could be something that they were attempting to do and flesh out the kinks of before streets you know what i mean it probably save them a bunch of money too right exactly like you'd, yeah. rather, you'd rather have 10 raids with 10 people in each raid than have 100 raids with one person because every single raid is a fucking spun up server instance on a computer yeah. that needs to do that and they're probably paying for all of that at every different data center at different rates all across the world um, not that they'd like need to pinch pennies, but like, listen, if you're running a business for sure, why would you not exactly. try to optimize? Or shit like if that? you're in a place of the world where you think it would be nice to have more servers then them saving money on their server infrastructure by being able to optimize other parts of the world might mean that they can then open up more servers in parts of the world that need it. Maybe we don't need seven Miami servers, but maybe you do need a few more OCE servers. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also think about it this way. Everybody is selecting one fucking server, and then, well, the other thing is people are always complaining about the queue time, and it's like, how yep. many servers do you have selected? Oh, I have one. Well, then you're a fucking idiot. Use your head. Yeah. Um, but if Streets is going to have 600 fucking people or whatever they're saying in the raid, <laughs> they, if they really want to test out that ability and actually fill the raids up on, I mean, if you think Shoreline is a dead raid. Yeah. What about, I mean, if you think reserve is a dead raid because everybody either went underground or nobody went underground. Um, yeah. I mean, if, if if there are dead factory raids and yeah. that is like you can reach out and touch every PMC as soon as you spawn. Um, think about how big streets is, how many people they want on it. There's going to be two people on like a fucking city. It's going to be like, I am legend. <laughs> you're going to assume you're the only human being alive. You know, yeah. uh, everybody's going to be Will Smith. Yep. God, you can't even even Will Smith got canceled. In the you dog, can't even, yeah. Oh, we can't, can't have even, nice things. That's why we can't have nice things. Everybody's going to get canceled. So yeah, so like the as per usual, they didn't explicitly state their intention for the change. So the change happened. The very first thing we see as a result of the change becomes the reason that changed. So people are like, oh, they did the change, so the rates can be full. There are some legitimate negatives for people. Some of those negatives were immediately addressed. Some of those negatives 
maybe will hopefully be addressed in the future. There seem to be some immediate positives as well. And we don't know if any of those positives or negatives were the main reason for the thing. So we'll just see. But it's something that happened. And I agree. Honestly, the less people can talk about servers, the better. So regionalizing them, I think, will help a little bit with that. You know what I mean? Because less not like- people can talk about, insert in brackets here, anything they don't fucking know about. True. The better. Servers True. is one of them. Um, and then other than that, we did get, so last week we talked a little bit about a Q and a that Nikita did and then, um, but we got the actual full question and answer list translation. Um, it was the girls of Tarkov podcast, um, which is obviously a Russian podcast that some ladies do and they translated it. So it was interesting. There were some like interesting tidbits in here about streets um, and he was saying like, basically, um, all right, so we'll, I'll read excerpts. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Um, so there will be, uh, the city itself is quite large. We designed it in such a way that we could gradually expand streets to Tarkov. The first iteration will be the part of the location that's closer to the center without suburbs. So suburbs was a map on the map and suburbs got absorbed by streets. Uh, initially the suburbs were planned to be a separate location, but we decided to move it into streets. At the moment, the key task is to make the main city. It will be the large part where buildings, some buildings will be closed. Most of it will be open. Um, ambitious task, yada, yada, yada. Uh, they, he said multiple times, uh, we pay special attention to optimizing location itself so the players have the same or better than Lighthouse. So he made, so Lighthouse has been optimized a ton. It's obviously still one of the worst running maps, but like it's a lot better than when it first came in. And so I think he's trying to say that it's not going to be another lighthouse where like they're trying to make sure that on every system they can, you get the same frames you get on a lighthouse or better. Listen, I'm not saying that that's going to happen. I'm just saying that's what he's saying. Um, so, uh, and then in some of those, he said there'll be many points of interest bases, patrols, for example, within one house and the surrounding streets, we already need a minimum of 15 scavs and that's only one house of many. All this requires implementation that will allow us to place up to 100 entities, players, and NPCs at a time in the first iteration. I don't know. So basically, the thing there was like that it's interesting hearing them saying they're basically starting with the middle of streets and expanding out and that there will be like suburbs will be like kind of an out, outward suburb of that, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, they're, they're using middle out compression. Middle out compression. Um, Speaking of, did you know I played Tarkov with Thomas Middlebitch? Yes, I do remember that. I remember watching yeah. that and being super jealous. I see him stream sometimes because I followed him that day. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I still had the footage. I deleted it because I needed hard drive space. So now I have, there's like no proof. <laughs> I'm your proof. I remember. Other than, other, yeah, well, you're, you're a fucking paid actor. It's true. Nobody's going to believe you. Um, He said no bosses in the first uh, iteration. Um, he talked a little bit about the BTR. Remember that trailer where like the, the not a tank shows up. Uh, he was saying that like, that's not going to be in the first iteration, but the player will have the ability to pay for a ride and for an <laughs> extra fee, you'll be also be able to use the turret. So I think it's going to be like the train in the war pay zone. for a ride. What do you have to buy carnival tickets? What do you yeah. mean on the tank? Yep. So it, I think it's going to be like the, uh, the train in war zone that basically just circles the map nonstop. And so if it comes up, you can like pay a certain amount and hop in if you just want to use it to get to a certain part of streets or for an extra fee, you can just sit up top on the gun and hope you find somebody. Which I think is sick. I think that's kind of dope. Basically, to like summarize a lot of the street stuff, 
it seems like they really are, once again, who knows, whatever, I'm just saying, it seems like they really are trying to take the optimization seriously. And instead of forcing in a bunch of like a bunch of the crazy features that they wanted to eventually get into streets that they're saying, hey, we're just going to try and get streets up live and optimized. And then we'll put the bosses in and then we'll put the BTR in and then we'll put the like destructible environments in like, but first we want to make sure that like we can push it live and it be stable, which honestly I think is the smart thing to do. Um, he talks about the destructible environments that we saw in that trailer, but that's largely just like very specific places that will give you those context clues, like the walls all cracked up, you know what I mean? And you can throw a grenade at it or he said you can I just put a landmine. I actually don't give a fuck about the destructible environments. What I do care about, though, is and I, something I hadn't noticed until I don't know what I was. I think I think I like accidentally had auto playing like new videos or something and then ended up halfway like woke up halfway through like a nice guy video um because i just i don't explicitly like his videos are great yeah i just uh just never explicitly like click on tarkov videos these days um but there was like a a a clip where like a pmc walked past like a basketball and like kicked the ball oh yeah 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 and now I'm just like I just want to play off on offline mode uh, soccer. I want to play like, soccer. That's that's literally all I care about. I yeah. fuck the destructible environment. I mean, like I only say that because like the destructible environment is like the dynamic environments where it's not just JPEGs of junk yeah. around. Like you can actually move some of this shit and yeah, yeah. So I, I'm I'm just gonna do like soccer fight club. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Um. <laughs> He talked a little bit about like labs saying that like the the question was, will the lab location no longer be on the map at the main menu? And he said, yes, I don't think he means in this first iteration because I don't think we're getting map to map travel. But he was just confirming again that like you won't be able to queue into labs on your own. Um, uh, which brings up a lot of questions. He's asked a little bit. He didn't really answer about like what does labs look like then? Like if you say you go on streets and you're the only person on streets that wants to go labs and you go into labs, is it then generating another server? Is it a dynamic server that people can infill and exfill from whenever they want? Are you then just put into a server where a bunch of other people that are playing streets go into labs? Like, lots of questions there. But he didn't answer any of them. Um, he said there will be sniper scavs on the roofs of some of the buildings. <laughs> and uh, that we will, he said we'll be able to get access to some roofs of the buildings, but not all. He kind of went on a little tangent talking about how, like, you're not going to be able to go into every room in every building and all of Streets of Tarkov. Like, we're trying to go with, like, our level of in-depth and realism and, and and being able to touch all these places, but he was like, it's just not feasible to just go into every room and every building and every skyscraper on every floor. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. I don't really expect that. Yeah, because every room, it's going to be like, I mean, even dorms is too many. Yeah, there's, like there's, rooms. Like, half of, half of the rooms are locked and the half that are unlocked... People Sorry, going three I mean, like, are locked with keys that you can even use. Some of them are locked and there's not even keys. And even half of those are completely useless. And really only, like, three of those are actually, like, people go into for loot. Um, yeah. So, so that was fine. Once again, we just want to get the map out and optimize. I don't need to be able to go into every single room. He talked a little bit about, like, landmines and stuff like that. But not that they're just mentioned them. Um, there was a question about the arena. Can you share with us with the state of the arena? He said, again, it's going very well. Everything is going to schedule. Um, 
He said, there's a separate team working on the arena, but we also have to get the EFT team developers involved to resolve tricky issues, which makes sense because they've said multiple times they want the games to be connected if you have both. So like some of the devs have to talk to each other. Um, we will let you know very soon when the beta will start and how the mechanics will work. You will have to understand that there are a lot of connected things with the arena, the launcher, the website, the back end. Um, but that makes sense. One of the questions was, will there be a 1v1 mode on Arena? And he said yes. It's cool. Um, uh, ba, ba, ba. What are some of the other important questions? Uh, people ask me to be able to, like, shoot people, like, being able to shoot your guns while unlocking doors or, like, breach and clears. You know, he's saying it's all planned. Um this was interesting. Are there any plans to allow players to use repair kits in raid? Um, and this is what we talked about last week, which is basically what he said. A full-fledged repair in the field is not a thing. Replacing armor plates in the field is possible. In the future, we will add custom durability indicator to each element of the weapon where each part has its own durability. Maybe it would be possible, for example, if you found a weapon with a bolt, you can change it to make your weapon repaired. So basically, yeah, you can't, take the parts, take the armor and repair it in raid, but you could replace it with another armor plate. Like if you killed somebody with a headshot, kind of like we were talking about. So that makes sense to me. I don't want to be able to actually like, yeah, repair things and like be pulling bullets out. But if you find a fresh plate, you can, there, there's the potential to be able to like swap in raid, swap weapon parts, swap armor plates so that you can continue playing. But the repairing of stuff happens in the hideout. I feel like, uh, I don't know why this just popped into my head, but I feels feels I don't know maybe worth mentioning. Maybe this is what they're planning. I don't know, but uh, never really thought much about the whole like weapon repairing system stuff until you just explained that. Where yeah. I don't know, it feels to me like every gun should have like two moving parts on it that have their own like durability. Yeah. Um, and then also maybe potentially, um, like kind of like a meta property that is like lubricated or something where um, that like, even if you have brand new parts, if it's not lubricated, that's how you get like capped at like 90, but you can't, when you repair it, it's like 89, 85, oh, you yeah. know, like, um, whereas I think if you have a gun that's put 8 billion rounds through it, but you put a new spring, a new bolt in it and you're lubricated, it should be a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah. almost feel like, you know, in raid without, the ability to like take the gun apart, which I, I think in the future, if you had like a weapon repair <laughs> kit, yeah, then if you've got 10 minutes, then you should be able to strip the gun, clean it, put it back together, replace it with a new fucking yeah. bolt carrier group or whatever, and it should be brand new. Yeah. Um but yeah, but I, I do kind of like the idea of and yeah, of of having like those parts and maybe those parts. Oh, see, this is all interesting. If the game, if it wasn't like a looter shooter where you lost your shit, yeah, like, like, it, like if you had a gun, imagine like Skyrim, right? Like you have a sword for like days and days and days and days. You know, like yeah. until you find something better, you use like this one weapon. Um, it makes sense to like to have all these longer term things where it's like you, you might have to repair it multiple yeah. times, replace different parts. But when on average, you're going to keep a thing for one raid. Yeah. I, 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 the more I think about all of the whole repairing mechanics yeah. and all that stuff, it just makes less sense. Well, that's why I like the direction he was saying of instead of repairing, replacing, 
instead of like repairing these things, it's like if you find something that you can just like swap it out with, you kill a guy with an M4 and your M4 is super low durability, maybe you can swap the bolt um, or whatever. Because then that system leans more to like, as long as you're alive, you can do those things, but it's not like overcomplicating a thing that nobody's going to do. Armor is a great thing because like being able to swap out plates is awesome. And then being able to take them back because certain plates, like certain, the class five killer plates, they repair really well. So you'd want to take them out, put them in your bag so that you could take them back to your hideout and repair them. Um, but you're not pulling out a hammer in the raid you know what i mean it's like you just yeah. swapped it out so that seems like it makes sense to me would all right this might be a hot take but i just i feel like even even looking at where tarkov is going to be in the future like the way it is now and completely done as like it's in my head which i'm yeah. sure is maybe 90 percent of what it's actually going to be um i just feel like weapon durability could just fucking go away yeah no i agree i'd be fine if if like Every gun had a set percentage chance to malfunction. I think there's value in that. Yeah. Um, because it adds a little tiny bit of randomness where, you know, or, or or maybe it's determined by, you know, if you're shooting a fucking 75 round drum f- super, 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 super long, it's more likely yeah. to malfunction if you have a big magazine, because that's true that a lot of those, you know, yeah. off brand high cap mags they don't feed as well and they're less reliable so then there's a trade-off around like i agree there's a little bit extra weight there's a little bit handling penalty and there's the potential to chance of malfunction which balances everybody carrying around an lmg with a million bullets all the time right like you need those balancing i just don't think that they're like i why do we need fucking weapon i I couldn't agree more i couldn't agree more and arguably those are the things that have been more impactful right now suppressors hugely increase your malfunction chance of sustained because it can overheat and high capacity mags. The longer you shoot, the more, um, the longer you shoot, the more durability. So it's like you could shoot six bursts of 10 bullets and your gun might go down to durability. But if you shoot all 60 rounds holding the trigger down, your gun might go down seven durability. Like that's in the game right now. And though I would I would completely agree, like those things are far more effective at communicating that realism of weapon durability than weapon durability, because weapon durability, it's like it's just arbitrarily like because like weapon, the the weapon durability in the game should be on a scale of one to 10, not one to 100, because nothing ever gets below 90 percent. As soon as it gets down to 95 percent, if you realize that you just replaced the gun, you know what I mean? It's like it, it doesn't go to below 90. The scavs have 20s and nobody ever uses them. You know what I mean? So it's like I completely agree that to, like, to translate that, I would much rather them just invest more in like exactly certain magazines, uh, maybe certain barrels, barrel lengths, suppressors, those types of things can just percent chance to malfunction so you might build a really heavy really high capacity mag suppressed gun and you know that all these things added together means you have an 11 percent chance of malfunctioning i feel like that just does a better job at it than the current gun durability yeah i mean i yeah to me it's like caring about the 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 durability of my gun in tarkovs it, it makes me it's like stressing out about a rental car yeah like you're not going to have it very have long. to give a fuck <laughs> about a rental car. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, obviously, you should respect the, the property. Right. But at the same time, it's like the uh, the um, any maintenance like mechanic. Yeah. Is only it's only like valuable. 
in the long term, right? Like you want to take care of your shit. Yeah. But if it's going to be your shit for on average, less than one raid. Yeah. On average, half a raid. Then like the long term taking care of your thing and maintaining a thing. I don't know. It just seems, it seems just like a pointless, Yeah. you know, like a pointless uh, sort of system. So, yep. Yeah, I mean, that's that's my hot take, I guess. Fucking remove durability from the game. I from, think that's a weapons. cold motherflipping take, though. I think 90% of the Tarkov players would agree with you. Like, I think people are just like, I, they just don't, it just doesn't do what it wants to do. And it, exactly like you said, it's all, it all, all the gear seems rented anyway. Like the guns, you're just not going to have them very long. If you have the ability to multiple times a day survive 10 to 12 raids on a single gun, well, then you can afford just buying another gun when you die. It's not like you're like, oh my God, that was my only mutant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what would you think the average, someone just asked this, what would you think the average survival rate is? My guess is 30%. If we're talking, if we're including every single player in the game that plays on my like semi-regularly, I would absolutely put it at like 30 to 40%. Man, actually, no, 30. I would say like 25 to 35 percent, probably. I, 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 in the last few, in the last, I would say two years, I'm like 33 percent. Yeah. Now, I would say that I'm probably like better, slightly better than the average player just yeah. because I have so much time. But I also play in a way that is not optimal for yeah. surviving. I will go after every fight. I don't care if I have the quest item in my yeah. bag, you know, like because that's what I enjoy. I enjoy fights more than I enjoy survival. So I know there are a lot of people that are going to be like, what? I might 60%, might 70%. Oh, yeah. I go after every single fight. I'm a giga chat. Okay, well, fine. Yeah. Just, but you're not the average. <laughs> yeah. You're telling like, me that because you think it's impressive and you think it's impressive because you think it's not the average. So shut up because we're talking about the average. Yeah. And there's two, there's two types of people that are saying that it's, I'm picturing the guy at the gym who's like fucking super jacked and is like, not everybody fucking curls 75 yeah. pound dumbbells. What do you mean? You're like, don't, like, just don't be a fucking idiot. Right. Yeah. And then the other part is I'm picturing the person who's skinnier than me sitting behind his keyboard being like, yeah, what do you mean, dude? You, you can't yeah. fucking dumbbell lift fucking 75 pounds when he's never fucking lifted more than the, the little blue plastic purple fucking yeah. grandma, seven and a half pound dumbbell. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. so either way it's just it's it's stupid if you're going to be the person that's going to fucking brag about your survivor rate good you're either above average or you're lying yeah uh so just shut the fuck up about it because like because like survival rate doesn't realistically go to 100 it goes to 70 <laughs> like like realistically like the best players in the world like have like a 70 like 70 at the towards the end of a wipe will have like a 70 75 percent survival rate like it's just like that's that's basically the cap because you're just like, there's so much bull crap you're going to die to. That's not your fault. You know what I mean? Like, there's just like, there's no way to have like a hundred percent survival rate. Or, so when the scale goes from one to 75 or one to 80, then you know what I mean? Having it be like 30, 30 to 40, like that, that feels, that just feels like it has to be somewhere in there. But yeah. And, and, and so many people just only do the fucking pocket watch quest connected to the one dead server yeah. at nighttime and they avoid all PVP and run away from all gunshots. And then they yeah. lie to themselves and think that they're fucking PvP. Yeah, or they extract because... camp, you know what I mean? Or they run, you know what I mean? Yeah, exclusively nighttime. Or they have 32 raids and, they were, and they're bragging about their fucking 82%. It's like, yeah. yeah, dude, you know, I have a fucking 100% survival rate for the first seven raids of every wipe. And then after that, it goes, 
And then maybe if I have like a good two days of Tarkov, it'll be 34%, 35%, 34%, 35%, 33%, 33%. Mine always drops significantly after I get Kappa. I got Kappa, I think, with a 70%. It was my best wipe ever. And I've lost 10% since then. I think I'm at 60 or 59. Um, And I also wonder how... Like to compare squad play versus solo play. I mean, like just think about fucking when we played DMZ. I mean, DMZ is different than Tarkov, but not tremendously different, right? Like, uh, we didn't encounter like any difficulties when we fucking grouped up together. Yeah. Whereas I didn't not die. Yeah. In in solo. Yeah. When I was solo. So yeah. Um. Yeah. For sure. Um, uh, some questions were asked about like after action, getting more information. Um, will, uh, he confirmed, you know, will we see feedback on reports of suspicious players? And he said, yeah, they're working on it. So, um, being able to be like, Hey, the person you reported was banned. Um, they talked a lot about the events, um, which is really interesting because like he was saying, this is Nikita's response. This is a good one to read. Cause like, what was your what was your favorite event that you did? Do you like them to be more hardcore or relaxed? And he said, I, of course, love the hardcore. I love when people struggle, when the event entices you, not just a farming thing, but an event where people realize when they're in it, they have to give it all they've got. Um, I don't really like simple events that change some parameters and don't fundamentally move the gameplay. But when they are necessary, not everyone can participate in hardcore events. A lot of new players come in and think, all right, cool, let's play. And then there's hell going on. Scavs are attacking everyone. Bosses are running around with sites and the new player thinks, where the heck am I? And I was like, man, that's just so funny because it shows you that he's like, with the events, he's in like dream world. He's like, it would be so cool if new players came in and they'd be like, whoa, what is this? But the reality is, is you just get shot in the face from 900 yards away and you don't have time to think, this seems different. You're just dead. You're or dead you don't even know it's different. That. You think that's the game and then you never come back and play. Yeah, again. exactly. You know what I mean? Or like you didn't realize that the, you know what I mean? You didn't know there was a Santa. So you didn't realize you just tanked your scav karma. You didn't know you were intoxicated because when have you been before and you just die of starvation? You know what I mean? So it's like, it was interesting to see like, he's, he's so in the dream world of like, which I get, I totally get that, but it's just like so often not how it gets translated. Well, yeah. And it's also, I mean, like that's, I, I almost never agree with anybody when they say because Nikita doesn't play his game because I think that's almost always disingenuous, yeah. douchey comment. But in the this kind of context is where that kind of idea yeah. sort of begins to make a little bit of sense because some of these events would be amazing in a perfect world, in a perfect game. Yeah. But when half of the raids, you deal with all of the issues that I don't even need to desync cheaters, lag, fucking stuttering, audio, (laughs) broken AI, stupid bullshit. To add on all of these other things, it's it's literally salt in an open wound. Exactly. When all Nikita's thinking about is how much he loves salt on his favorite pasta dish. (laughs) And it's like, it's like dog, you don't like it's you're not thinking about it yeah. in the right context, yeah. right? It's not spaghetti. It this is a gaping wound in my leg, yeah. right? I know they might look similar. It's not uh, spaghetti. 
It's a gaping wound. No, I mean, I completely agree. And that's exactly what you said it more eloquently, but that's exactly what I was trying to say. It's exactly, it's like he, he sees these things in a vacuum and it through the lens of a completed and perfect Tarkov and adding a little bit of extra pressure, add a little bit of extra tension and stress is a good thing. But when what we have is so busted and broken, it's just, he ended the quote by saying events should be vivid, memorable, and short. Trying to be interesting. Like my um, sex life. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> they talked a bunch more about events and Halloween events, and they even asked a little bit about some of the stuff about, like, you know, do you guys, you know, use events to, like, test out some stuff? For instance, like, the, the person that asked the questions are like, okay, we had the little Halloween boxes where you couldn't open them in raid. You had to go open them out of raid, and you get stuff from them. It was, like, candy and chocolate. It'd be really cool to find little, maybe small size med cases that you don't know what's inside it and you have to go pry the lock in the hideout or, you know, like wallet. Like I was, and I was like, that would be really cool. Like in addition to all these loot, like there's a thing where you're like, is this worth taking out? I don't know. You prioritize, you take it out and it's like a little loot box, not like a paid loot box. And I, and he said, basically, yeah, he was like, you know, a lot of that stuff we use to either like test out a mechanic or do something. And I was like, that's kind of cool. Dude, I would love that. I would love that. I mean, I, I, I don't know if I have ever thought of that particular idea. I know I've talked about like the yeah. whole concept, just general concept of like the whole gotcha mechanic and how like cool it is to like open up like loot crates yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and and how how fucking cool that would be. I still think that like marked room shouldn't be like marked room and and all those all of these the the, the rooms that are locked behind keys, especially like rare keys and like marked room now, or yep. maybe even like labs, some of the key cards and stuff. Um, it'd be so much cooler if like you'd go in there and there was like a pallet of stims or something where it was like, you know, like, or, or a weapons case with a bunch of stripped down weapons in it. Yeah. Um, where, but unfortunately, yeah, you'd have people that would, you know, depending on the spawn rate of it, it would either farm it or you'd have to make the, you know, the key is so rare that they would be incredibly expensive primitively yep. or that you'd never actually find them. Or yeah. when you did, you would die to the one cheater because they would see that someone had the key and then it would be, you know, it would just beeline right to you. So it's just too many things that would make what would otherwise be a fucking unbelievable. A really cool concept. Yeah. 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 Uh, asked if there would be radios. He said they'll be added later. Not in this patch. Um, um, <clears throat> oh, um. Okay, so this was a question that made me kind of very sad. Uh, in an earlier podcast, it was said that there would be a redesign of the lighting. Are you planning on decreasing shadows or basically like, what are you doing? Uh, and then the question was got weird to having to redo the entire lighting, expanding settings of post effects so the players have the opportunity to adjust the shadows on their own. So basically the question was from a place of like, if you guys can't do it, can you give us control over some of this stuff? And he was saying like self-adjusted lighting definitely will happen. It's either the same for everyone or nothing. Definitely will or won't. Won't, won't, won't. He said it's either it's the same for everybody, always. But he said changes in graphics in the future will affect many aspects, including shadows. Work is already underway. We're making various adjustments, but we're not adding it to the game yet. Which just makes me so sad because the lighting needs so much work. Um, I mean, glad to hear that it's glad to hear that work is underway, whatever that means. But like, oh, I was gib. Um, this is cool stuff right here. 
What overall changes are waiting for us with the new wipe? What co-op features will be added in the new patch? He said there will be a lot of adjustments like weather, bot settings, and cool new systems like being able to spawn in and have everybody have like one HP. That was like an example where, so like, dude, weather, thank God. I can choose the weather in offline mode. I want to kiss Nikita on the mouth. But it's cool that they're like messing with some of that stuff too, like uh, the amount of bots. Hopefully that means that in offline co-op, we can turn off bots because that's something that's been super annoying. And then actually being able to like adjust the health of people, which could be good for memes and could be good for potentially testing as well. If that goes yep. both ways, you know what I mean? So that's kind of cool. Um, settings for content creation will also be added in the future as well. So it kind of sounds like we might not be getting like free cam and stuff like that in this patch, but it's still the plan and they're still working on it. That's pretty cool. This was a super weird one, bro. Will there be a hardcore mode? For example, turning on a checkbox in the main menu and you won't have access to the flea market. It is planned. That, like, it's not even, it's, bar it's barely worth talking about because, like, what the hell does that mean? Like, Tarkov is hardcore mode. If you don't want to, if you want to do a hardcore account where you don't use the flea market, don't use the flea market. What's the point of the checkbox other than to screenshot it to show to your friends? Exactly. That Unless the implication was that there would be an entire, uh, by checking that box as you enter into separate servers, which yeah, yeah. seems like a lot of work. Yeah, let's now split up the player base after we just consolidated the player base. So I don't know that that I feel like there was context missing there, but the the only answer we have is it is planned. Um. Um. Ba -ba 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 -ba. This was an interesting one. Will there be items such as gold cards or tools for breaking into rooms being added to the game? Um, and he said a master key for the labs was planned. He said, actually the black key card was originally planned as a master key and it was supposed to be the most expensive key, but it turned out a little differently. Um, the black key card will be changed in the future, which is interesting. I want them to just make a skeleton key. That's just a an actual legitimate, just dangly like skeleton keychain. Yeah. 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 You can hang it off your gun. Yeah. Watch him jingle jangle. Oh yeah. Dude. Like charms. Yeah. Dude. Also like imagine if you could paint your gun like orange. Dude. Like Hell yeah, bro. I want to draw big fat dick right across my SA-58. I I mean, I would rather put a giant dick sticker. Mm, stickers? That would be cool. Yeah, I would, as long as they're like holographic If TSM. I could use the sticker, then I could use the Hello Kitty paint. And then that's a win-win because I get both. Yeah, true. I think they should just... Did you ever play Mario Paint? Mm-hmm. Back in the day, they should just... They must have an API, right? Wait, I don't know how API works. I was but told they... you had exclusive access to the, the Mario Paint. <laughs> no, 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 no. That was the that was the um that was the, the Super Mario 65. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Understood. Yeah. Um, will it be possible to add a queue for crafting things and the ability to cancel crafts? Basically, the answer was no. <laughs> he said we do have that skill in the game, and it's freaking elite crafting, which seven people have ever gotten in their life. Uh, I thought about a queue, but this mechanic should force you to return. <laughs> when we have an app in which it will be possible to start crafts, it'll be more interesting. So he referenced the app, by the way. Oh, what the app that I have that I definitely did, yeah. that it's already done, that I've been working on, yeah. that I've been paid for. The queue is simple. It makes life easier. And the app will not be simple. When you install the app, you can only see your profile. If you want to manage something, earn it. Direct quote. 
and all of this will take time. You will need to unlock it in the game as well. I have no idea what the answer to that question was, but basically, Wait, no, you're not going to be able to queue up graphs. Lamau. I think that was a basically long-winded Russian way to say get good. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, uh, what about looting uh, big crates, containers? It, would you consider... language uh i know i'm sorry uh like using a crowbar to break into cars or glove boxes he said not out of the picture maybe maybe for doors too so they're still considering being able to like bust down doors um having the ability to permanently assign the position of certain items in your stash yes he said basically there's a task i've seen it appear somewhere it was fully described and it looked like he was being work on i'm wondering if it'll make it into this patch or not there are several types of blocks for it a block for movement and others a lot of features were already made, but they didn't make it into the last patch. So understandable he doesn't know the status of every single card in the entire company. But he has been aware of that, and it seemed like it was making a lot of headway on it previously. So maybe that'll come soon. That'll be great for stash organization, quality of life feature people have been wanting for a really long time. Um, That's pretty much it. Wow. 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 So, yeah, little Q&A. There's a bunch of questions that I didn't read through. Um, a lot of them weren't, like, crazy questions. I think it's hard because, like, when these things happen, a lot of people freak out and they're like, oh, who lets these people ask these stupid questions? Some of the questions were a little crazy, but I think that's also a little unfair, too, because, like, a lot of times these are just, like, podcasts. Like, I think the Girls of Tarkov is just a podcast where, like, the girls those girls talk about Tarkov and they do it maybe weekly or bi-weekly or whatever. And then like they invite Nikita and sometimes he comes on. And so like the setting isn't let's think of the most appropriate questions and get as much information out of Nikita. The setting is a conversation and then they get transcribed and put on the forum and it's presented like official information. And then people read through it. And they're like, one of the questions I didn't answer was, would you consider adding a grappling hook? And people are like, what but it's like it's weird because like if i was talking to nikita i just like what's the translation error if we're just like memeing around like you and me talk all the time about like oh you know what if they had this what what if they did this and we'll like run through the rabbit hole of an idea even if we think the idea is kind of dumb you know what i mean so it's like it's hard because i wish there was a more standard forum where like they would do polls and figure out things that the community wants to know about and then release and then do and then have nikita do like a weird Q&A based on those questions because I feel like it's a little bit unfair to just be like, the Girls of Tarkov podcast, why didn't you know what's important to me? Why did you spend time talking about these other things? It's like, they're just chilling. They're just vibing with Nikita and they're asking him whatever that comes to the top of their head. They should just have a fucking Reddit thread but I wish they post and then have yeah. people and then they... But literally People post questions and upvote and exactly. then they just read them in fucking descending order. No, exactly. But that's what I'm saying is that like, I wish... Because anybody that does an interview with him, everybody says that interviewer did a terrible job. And it's because yeah. there is no centralized location to basically, like a Reddit thread would be great because stuff could get upvoted. There is no centralized location to kind of get a gauge, a cursory gauge of what the community at large is concerned about. And then they could directly address those things, even if directly addressing it is we don't want to talk about that yet. 
at yep. least that would satisfy that the community knows somebody asked the question to Nikita and then we can be mad he doesn't want to answer the question. But the, the frustration and the anger often gets pointed towards the people asking the question. And I don't think that's entirely fair. Even if I think some of the questions are dumb. So like, I don't like that. I, I'm starting to not like that he just pops up in podcasts and hangs out with people. I'm starting to think that if they want to like post this stuff to the forums and like post this information, it needs to be a more centralized like this is a time set aside for the devs to communicate with the audience and not just like hijacking a thing and then it becoming something it's not and then people becoming frustrated. I don't think that's necessarily fair. Um, yeah. But I doubt that's going to happen. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. But that's pretty much it. Um, that's the Tarkov stuff. So we'll see. N nothing in the Q&A that was released this morning made me think that they were like not going to get the patch out by the end of the year. That doesn't mean they will, but it, it basically it's just another opportunity for them to be like, hey, it might not happen, but they didn't. You know what I mean? So hopefully that yeah. hopefully that means confidence, but we'll see. Well, all right, we'll see. We'll see. I think I'm probably going to save story time for next time. Okay. I got to think of some story times. I know I've got some deep in the resets. I just got to think of them. Yeah, I, I got a few. I, I know I know I have a few more. Um, I have too many like little ones that aren't even worth story time. Like the time that I was at the pool and, you know, my my dad was like doing the whole like throw you up in the air out of the yeah. pool kind of thing. And then he threw me up in the air and I went flying in the air and my bathing suit stayed in the water. Oh, nice. And I, and I had never basically I had I was You've never been to a pool since. Have you? Well, no. Um <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, that's the that was the yeah. Uh, I, you know, in like movies where like like you know like Max Payne where it's like the, oh bullet yeah time? yeah 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 that I experienced bullet time where it was just like looking down You're seeing like my little like seven year old of the world dangling just floating there. Everybody, there's a hundred onlookers all like normally you know there's people playing with those fucking like devil sticks and you know, a bunch of old ladies reading over there and people eating ice cream cones and somehow they're all just staring directly at In my memory. You were wing. like 30 feet. I was like, I was in the air for like 10 minutes. Yeah. Dude. Everybody least. saw in full 4k exposed. Yeah. My wing, my little wing wang. Yeah. Caught I remember in that. 8k. Yeah. That's, that's little, my mini story time. Blitz. Story time junior. Story, yeah. Story time blitz. I like that. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, I like that a lot, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much for hanging. It's weird, dude. I was like, I was like, bro, are we doing the podcast again already? But I was like, oh, we did it on Sunday. Like it was we did it super two. late. Yeah. So we did two in like four days. Um, but thank you guys for hanging. This will be live on Sunday. Maybe we'll get some new news, uh, this weekend. Maybe we'll get a new event. I don't know. We'll talk about the next weekend, but Tarkov stuff kind of the same. Um, yeah, but we'll see. Thank you guys for hanging. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part. Um, yeah, I will definitely see y'all on the next one. Peace. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. 
That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.